I believe in meaningful goals, in consistent actions, daily routines, and ability to adjust, which which implies the right mindset. And I think these four, they're very powerful in order to achieve the success you desire. Welcome or welcome back to the Vertran podcast, Running Long. I'm your host, Francesco Puppi. I'm a professional athlete for Nike and also a Vertran coach. Today's guest is Olga Amelina, a health and performance coach who helps people create daily routines around food, sleep, training, and rest in order to enhance performance and achieve their goals in business, sport, and daily life. I've always been a bit intimidated by routines, in a sense that I don't want to create habits, constraints, and boundaries for myself that might just be in my mind. And I think that being flexible and accepting change and also deviating from our daily routines can be really positive in a lot of ways. But through this conversation, I've discovered how powerful routines can be, what they actually are, and how they can be used in a variety of contexts in order to feel empowered and more in tune with our body and our mind. Olga leads us to a beautiful journey of self-awareness, dialogue and discovery, which I hope you will enjoy today. Also, since it's the beginning of September and we are all getting back to our normal lives after the summer with school, work, training, family and everything else, I thought this discussion would be particularly valuable. For those of you who are new here, Bertrand is the number one training app for trail and ultramarathon runners of all levels. Our mission is to make trail running accessible to everybody everywhere through affordable coaching. This is why all our coaching plans cost $25 a month. With your Bertrand subscription, you will get a personal coach who checks in with you each week to answer your questions, adjust your training plan, and keep you accountable and inspired. For those of you who want to give training with Bertrand a try, you can take 30% off your first month of training with the code RUNNINGLONG30. So here we go. Without further ado, Olga Amelina, health and performance coach. Olga, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Francesco. It's a pleasure. And uh, I'm really glad we got in touch through our coach at Vert, Steve, who is yeah. uh, your husband's coach. Um, and we got uh, this opportunity for what I hope is uh, going to be a very interesting conversation about health and performance, because you are a health and performance coach. So first question that I wanted to ask you today, just give a short presentation of who you are. Uh, what is your job really about? Because uh, mm-hmm. it's something pretty new to me. And uh, you mentioned before this conversation that you're also a runner. So maybe yeah. a little background about you. Yeah. Uh, So my journey as a health and performance coach started a few years ago. And uh, prior to this, uh, I uh, went through a massive burnout. Um, I used to work in the corporate world. And um, a few years ago, I uh, burned out physically, mentally and emotionally. And uh, yeah, basically uh, decided to quit my job and um, uh, find out, you know, a better way of uh, leading my life. So 
that time when uh, I was focusing on um, um, I was focusing on uh, recovering from burnout, um, changing my lifestyle, I found out um, that there is such thing as a health coach and uh, health coaches, they help uh, people uh, change their lifestyle and basically find a way how to live healthy and enjoy the life. Um, and, you know, that wasn't really my goal, you know, to become a coach, uh, but I, I wanted to do something meaningful. And uh, my big desire was to uh to to find this meaning so that time i started uh looking for opportunities and uh it seemed like the the best one you know to help people improve their lifestyle to feel good to perform well and uh, be able to achieve their goals and at the moment when uh it was necessary for me to find my target audience i thought um I had my husband in front of me and uh, an amateur athlete who has a full-time job a plenty of life commitments and also very ambitious goals in sport. And I thought that actually that's very interesting that not so many people focus on on this um, on this uh, on this field. And um, I thought that probably it would be interesting, you know, to dig deeper. That time I also um, uh, learned a lot about uh, formula. Formula One drivers and uh, their performance coaches, and I found a lot of similarities uh, in between um, Formula One drivers and the mature athletes. So basically, you know, performance coaches um, of Formula One drivers, they help them structure their day in the best way possible, so they can be in the proper in the proper shape, their feet, in order to perform at the right moment on a track. And I thought, why wouldn't I do the same for amateur athletes? I would help them to structure their daily life, to find their nutrition, sleep, recovery, set the right mindset in order to feel good, perform well, and uh, achieve their desired goals. So that's basically what I do. That's pretty cool. Um, it's, it's definitely something interesting to me because... Uh... You know, I think our, our society has uh, a lot of problems and uh, I s definitely see a lot of people dealing with huge amounts of stress due to work, due to their lifestyle totally. and uh, like not really able to take control of their lives. So this is very interesting to me. And one question that I had listening to your answer is like, how did you have the courage to quit your job and start a whole new different life like i think this is one of the main reasons why you started this this job uh, or mm. to like to be a health and performance coach but i think it takes a lot of courage to take the first step in this direction so what was the experience yeah. like for you yeah to be honest that I was terrifying, you know. On one hand, I felt so exhausted. I, I, I had difficulties to wake up in the morning to get up from bed. I was, oh. uh, my emotions were all over the place. I was like, you know, a, a bomb that was about to explode, and never was really sure when the bomb is going to explode. And it was, it was just horrible. I didn't really, con I couldn't control my emotions, and at the same time, of course, I was not mentally i was not as sharp as i as i needed and um 
this decision came to me um, once when I realized that there is no one to uh, no one to go. Um, there is nowhere to go, and um, basically I picked the the ceiling, and very unlikely I will be able to achieve anything uh, any anymore in the, in the area that I worked at the moment, because I just didn't have any interest anymore to to develop there. Plus, you know, I. I constantly, you know, had this idea on the back of my mind that I wanted to do something meaningful. And at, it, at that point, you know, I didn't feel uh, good about uh, what I was doing. That I didn't feel, you know, as much satisfaction as before. And uh, my husband got a job offer and we were about to move to Istanbul. And he basically suggested me to just to, to, give, it a, to give it a shot. So to quit my job and just take time to relax, untouch, and um, look for for something new, and that's how that's how it happened. I mean, those few months when I didn't really have an idea where, what exactly you know I can do, like what is going to be my future about, that was pretty much unpleasant. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's really good that you had uh, your husband on your side supporting you through this decision. I think it's uh, it's that's fundamental true. to to have that's people true. around you that uh, you know that care about you and support your decision, whatever it is. Uh, for what is is really good for you, and um, you know, I think a lot of times we put ourselves um, like constraints or like we create boundaries for ourselves mm -hmm. that until you don't have the courage to break prevent you from really achieving yeah. the change that you need um sure. and that that to me is uh is, is very powerful like as always it's all about like taking the first step and then everything will progress from there um like sometimes i think we are very intimidated by you know, maybe not have the financial security of not having a job for a few months, for example. And of course, not everyone mm -hmm. has this possibility or, you know, to figure out some practical things of how to organize our life. But mm -hmm. we don't really understand that these are just, you know, secondary things that we will figure it out once we're there, I think. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like, un until you give it a shot, until you try, you will never know what actually, yeah. you know. What, it was a little bit the same the for me. Can... Yeah. You know, when I, I I was a teacher in high school before I started my, oh, really? my I career. Really? I didn't know this. Yeah, before I started my career as a professional runner and also mm -hmm. as a coach for Bertrand, I was a teacher in high school. So, like, I had a, you know, full-time occupation and I was, you know, uh yeah, a public employee basically. So I had my salary and everything. And it was not an easy decision to to decide to to quit that um in the middle of the pandemic because it was in 2020 and mm. uh, decide to do something completely different. Of course, I was a good athlete um and I knew that I mm. could get some mm. opportunities from sponsors and win some races and perform. So it was not like totally unrealistic but still from the scratch uh, yeah but still i on maybe on a smaller scale i found myself in 
a similar situation as but still it, it's so brave it's so brave from your side i mean <laughs> for, for me it actually also happened uh nearly you know at the pandemic type time yeah. um i think all these boundaries they are mainly in our heads you know that we we set these boundaries and we stick to them and uh, this um, fear you know to take step left step right it's it's all all inside our heads and um, therefore i think mindset is one of the things that are crucial you know to work on crucial to to continue developing uh Uh, growth mindset you know believing that you you're a power you have a power to change your life you have the power to become better you know to develop yourself to achieve what you desire that you deserve what you desire exactly. so yeah mm -hmm. yeah i think you have this uh self-confidence and also self-love is uh mm is really hard sometimes um 100%. i'm not someone who has a like a very strong belief in my myself in my possibilities but i know it's fundamental for mm -hmm. you know for performance for just for for me as a person to to take care of myself to to be kind to myself i i find this really really fundamental totally. Totally. um so like we were talking about these kind of boundaries that we create for ourselves and um i think they also have a a meaning a, a purpose uh, a reason to we have a reason to, to to feel them somehow um but we were you know exchanging a few emails before this conversation and talking about routines and i think this yeah. kind of collides with the idea of 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 a routine um like you're a healthy performance coach and you help people developing routines and right. at the same time you, you're telling me that like basically you you destroyed your own routine your your you know what used to be your your daily life and you totally changed what your yeah. daily life was about so I've always kind of like I've always been a little intimidated by routines in a sense that yeah. I don't always want to create habits and constraints and boundaries that maybe are just in my mind. I think that being flexible and accepting change and also deviating from our daily routine can be really positive in a lot of ways. But at the same time, yeah. as you taught me, uh, as you as you tell people, uh, routines are really helpful and. I think they allow people to be efficient in a lot of everyday tasks and uh, they also help us focus on what really matters and they're just very useful in some circumstances. So like, how do you, what do you think about this contrast? Uh, and mm -hmm. can you maybe explain a little better how you help people yeah. build routines and what actually are yeah. these routines? Uh, first of all, uh, I have to mention that 
something that I quit was not really a very structured life and full mm -hmm. of routines. That okay. time I I basically disregard everything, all the basic needs. So that time I didn't sleep enough. You know, I constantly traveled uh, around the world uh, for business, uh, prioritize my clients over myself and my family. So the life that I quit <laughs> was contrary to what I'm doing now. And uh, speaking about routines, I agree that it, this idea uh, can be intimidating. And I hear from many people that it's so scary, you know, to bring yourself into this um, very structured and rigid life. But in fact, I think that every idea, when it's when you take this idea to an extreme, there then uh, nothing comes up, nothing good comes out of it. So. You have to be very smart with this. Routines, they help us to, to structure our lives, to become more efficient, to understand where our time goes. Uh, they allow us to avoid, you know, all these stressful thoughts about what comes next. And at the same time, they give us freedom, you know, to choose. Because, again, you know, if this routine for some reason doesn't doesn't help you, they, it doesn't uh, help you to uh, succeed in whatever you are trying, you, you are aiming for, then you always have a chance to, to change it, to adjust it. So I would say that um, uh, routines, they're really good when, when you are approached in a smart way. For example, um, routines by themselves, they, they never work when they are not um, connected to a goal. Yeah, so there should be a reason why you have this or that routine. Um, routine also would, uh, wouldn't would be um, very beneficial when you don't track your progress, when you don't really understand. Like if you do things for sake of doing, yeah, that's your choice. But in fact, if you want to achieve something that would be really beneficial to understand if you're improving or not. So daily routines that actually they they give a lot of power um, if you if you uh, design them um, in a smart way and yeah. uh, then be able to adjust if you're if you're flexible enough yeah yeah can you maybe give a few examples of um, you know what some of these routines can look like um, like what areas we, of our lives. Can yeah concern or can be related to okay so um, when we speak about sport yeah so if we yeah. speak for example about maximizing performance then i would say um, four pillars those are nutrition sleep recovery and mindset i also thought about training um but I, I, I also, you know, like when you asked me, uh, when you uh, shared with me those questions, uh, I thought like that not so many people actually require routine around training. When they sign up for a competition, they usually, the first thing that they, uh, they, make, they make their head around is like where, where I'm going to get my training program, who is going to be my training coach. But very few people ask themselves, if I actually know what I need to eat, um, if my sleep is in order, um, if I understand how to recover. And I think that's the most important. So most of the routines where we need to have them, they're actually not there. Uh, 
So I would say if you are preparing preparing for a competition, that would be really nice to think about uh, nutrition, sleep recovery, and mindset. Yeah, I I definitely agree on this holistic approach to to training and performance. Um, also, I I recorded a previous podcast with uh, a sports scientist, and we were talking about HRV, the heart rate variability, mm -hmm. and how it's influenced by not just our training, but every kind of stress that we have in our life. And it's the same in this case. I think training is not something separate from our everyday life or mm -hmm. just the normal life of any person. Everything that we do outside of training influences the way our body adapts during training itself. So True. like it's, it, it totally makes sense to not just take into account the, the training itself, the, the workouts, the, you know, what we're doing in the, in the hour or so that we go running every day, but everything else that is around training and has an influence on it. So uh, going back to your answer, nutrition, mm -hmm. recovery, sleep, and uh, mindset. mindset. Yeah. So how do routines affect those four areas? And um, can you maybe give some examples of how you help people build routines around those yeah, definitely. four areas? Definitely. Um, so how they can affect it, it's um, in a very, very in the various ways. So for example, um, when you understand that your performance is not where you want it to be, then uh, there is always, you know, deep down, we, we know what exactly is not in order. For example, there should be sleep or nutrition. And when we have an idea on how to improve it, what actually do we start from? Um, if we speak about sleep, yes, so many people, they start with um, taking pills, sleep pills or some supplements, which is a completely wrong way. Probably it's, it would be better to start with a bedtime routine in order to wind down after a stressful day, untouch uh, from everything what relates to work, training, and be able to feel relaxed and prepare yourself for, for a bedtime. So routine would be exactly around, you know, this area. So if you want to improve your sleep, start from creating a bedtime routine. And again, you know, there is no ideal bedtime routine. There is only routine that works for you. Mm -hmm. So there wouldn't be ever a suggestion from my side to go for this, that, and another one action. Yeah, there would be always um, a conversation in between me and my client when we will be exploring what actually they think would be ideal for them in order to feel relaxed, what 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 ideas they have. And for us, it's also, for us, for me and my clients, it's also important to remember that this routine should be very nicely incorporated in their real day-to-day -day lifestyle. Because if it's something, you know, taking from the internet, just because someone said that it's going to work nicely and there is no chance that you can uh, imply it, uh, apply it to your lifestyle, then very unlikely you will follow it. Yeah. So when someone says, yeah, he, like some athlete or celebrity says that 
he or she is in bed at nine o'clock and it's the right time to be in bed and uh, you probably finish working at eight o'clock or you finish your training after work at eight o'clock then there is no chance for you to be in bed at nine yeah so those are small nuances that are very important to consider creating a routine and um, a well-designed routine is uh, again is the one that uh, fits your your own lifestyle yeah I in this this regard I think I look at these kind of routines as um like self-care more mm. than like I like to to use these uh these words instead of mm -hmm. maybe routines that uh, to me is uh a little more mm. a little colder or more like mechanic but self-care mm. feels like something closer to you know to my personality or to just who i am uh but it's a great way to, yeah <laughs> it's a great way to rewarding i mean th yeah. that's that's very true routines for some people they sound a bit more like discipline you know like mm -hmm. an army army style behavior which is totally wrong this this is yeah. the thing that you always can play with and it's more about self-care that's very very true yeah yeah we need to to better take care of ourselves uh all yeah. the times and uh I think it also it's a lot about setting priorities and uh, really put ourselves at the center of our decision without thinking that this will disappoint other people or will mm. you know take anything away from the people that we care about or the people that are in our family or our friends or people we love because oftentimes when right. we or I think I've understood that when we are in a good place physically and mentally, we're often better and more caring towards other people too. So that's that's, that's important. Yeah. Um, that's like pour pour your cup first in order to uh, yeah pour cups of the yeah. other. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> at least. Yeah. Yeah um so maybe we give the example of uh sleep so we've understood that it should not be something forced or just copied and applied to our life um yeah there is a whole discussion and reasoning around it to find what really works for us uh definitely like according to our well. lifestyle we're all different. We're yeah. all different, and uh, everyone would find uh, peace and calm in uh, different ways, and it's absolutely fine. Yeah. So, someone would like to read before bed, someone would like to listen to music, someone would like to chat with a partner, and it's totally fine as long as it helps you to calm down. Yeah. Can you maybe give other examples? about uh, maybe nutrition or recovery, which is another very important aspect of training that is often very overlooked because coming back to your answer, um, you know, maybe someone comes to you, maybe an athlete or an amateur athlete, and because they're not performing the way they expect. And yeah. a lot of times they blame their training or like not... Sure working hard enough in training, but without considering all the, uh, these other aspects. And the first one that we really try to, to understand and focus on 
uh, as coaches advert is is of course recovery. Recovery is part of training, and without it, there would be no growth, no improvement. So, that's true. How, like, what do you think about it? Recovery. Um, I would um, uh, break down recovery into two ways. There is mental recovery and physical recovery, and uh, definitely recovery overall is very underrated although there is so much hype about um, like sauna about um, ice bath and uh, some other aspects stuff like this but still you know there is uh, not much attention uh, given to simple relaxation like um, hanging out uh, with friends doing something you love i don't know cooking uh, just like you know if there's like in the a park yeah athletes uh they they always highlight okay today i went for like a three hour long run they will never say this afternoon i slept for three hours <laughs> because that's true yeah just yeah. a simple nap simple yeah. nap can can change a lot um but, but again coming back to uh, mental recovery there is also um, so many things like most of us we uh, besides training we also work so can we really separate training and work can mm -hmm. we untouch one uh, from uh, one from another um and it also happens for example in the evening in the evening there is so much so much happening in our head and that uh, we just can't get rid of those thoughts so there is um always an opportunity you know to learn to untouch you know to free your mind in order Disconnect. to feel more yeah. relaxed yeah yeah um then doing something uh doing something different you know there is work there is training but we have so many more skills to improve uh which we never focus on and those things for example they help us um to um create another identity you know to become better at something else there is so much fo focus sometimes on you know I am this or I am that, but there is actually there are a lot of identities that we carry, and mastery is one of the ele elements of mental recovery that uh, helps us uh, to again to to become better and. Uh, uh, mastery that can be, you know, learning another language, uh, working as a volunteer, uh, doing something, doing just something different. There is also um, re relaxation, you know, relaxation, it can be a massage, uh, it can be just doing nothing, like laying on a sofa and uh, spending time, you know, on your own. There is also, like, not very, very many people, you know, consider those things. They think that, like, in order to recover, I have to work on something, I have to do something. And just um, chatting with a friend, uh, spending time with a partner, they don't take it really seriously. But those things also help us uh, relax. They help us feel better, more like finding ourselves in a, a comfortable zone, like safe uh, zone. I think it has um, to do a lot with our human nature, like we are social animals uh we need connections with other people we need to talk to our friends to our partners to our family uh, that is often Definitely. overlooked we're often so self-centered and uh also like i i like what you mentioned about 
recovery not necessarily be something active that we have to do, but yeah. something that can be passive, like just, I don't know, do whatever feels good at in that moment yeah. without yeah. without it being, I don't know, any kind of particular activity. It can be- Yeah, like hard work. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, not yeah, something that we- true that feels like a, a core so yeah and another, uh, yeah oh sorry another element of recovery is actually um, a control you know when when mm. you can decide what you are doing at this particular moment and that's something we're also uh, not really good at because there are like friends uh, want to spend time with you, like your parents, like your family expect uh, you to uh, devote um, uh, some yeah. time with them. And that's actually also very important that there are moments when you simply can say, no, that's, that's when I want to be on my own. I want to read a book. I want to have a walk. I want whatever, but that's my time. And uh that Those, leads us uh, back to putting ourselves at, at the center of yeah, our decisions. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah. So, so those elements of recovery, mental recovery, they're uh, essential to consider. Yeah. And um, uh, physical recovery, it's uh, definitely. I mean, you mentioned NEP, and I think it's something very much uh, underestimated um, that uh, one one hour, like thirty minutes. Like, some people do 15 minute 15 minute power nap yeah so then you know if you have time for one hour it's it's very powerful uh, many people think uh, wake up uh, recovered uh, re rejuvenated um, and then again i think uh, warm up cool down before and after run they're also very much um, uh, not considered enough mm. Thank you so much for listening to Running Long. In this quick break, I just wanted to share with you a message from one of the athletes that we coached through Bertrand named Earl. Earl is from the United States and in April he finished the Big Turtle 50 miler in Kentucky, beating his previous PR by over two hours. He says, completing goals is a lot easier when you have a support team and a coach. I started with Bertrand in January 2022 and it's made a huge difference. I initially thought coaches were just for elite runners until I tried it for myself. The small amount I pay monthly is a steal. Coaching keeps me motivated, answers my questions, and the ongoing adjustments during training help me stay healthy. We were really proud to be able to coach Earl and watch his progress as an athlete. This is just one example of the progress that our athletes have had thanks to Bertrand. Earl is an explorer athlete who trains with our $25 a month coaching subscriptions. If you want to try out Bertrand Coaching 2, remember that you can get a 30% discount as a podcast listener with the code RUNNINGLONG30. Back to the podcast. And why do you think we always make excuses that we don't have enough time for recovery? Like when we decide to cut down on something, it's always recovery, basically. Mm -hmm. Because I think... Part of it has to do with the narrative. Again, what I was mentioning, like nobody uh, is proud to yeah. just not 
do anything. Like we have to be productive and you have to show people that you're doing something that you are multitasking, you know, yeah. that you do many things. So recovery is not really seen as something very cool. And uh, I was actually writing about it on Instagram a while ago. And then I mentioned like, we, we should make recovery cool because it's a lot okay. of time it's really what we need more than you know hard workouts or yeah. incredible achievements or things that yeah. we might want to do uh, a lot of times yeah. it's, it's the answer is much more simple uh, yeah. so what is your objection to that um, I also mentioned once on Instagram that um, it's just not sexy enough you know to speak mm. about that you slept or that you stretched yeah people want to see uh, um, how people do prs you know weightlifting or running yeah. it's much more attractive of course for to get new followers and to get likes mm. um, but speaking about excuses that we don't have enough time it's just like why how can you know if you have enough time if you don't track your time when you don't know where your time goes, when you don't have an idea what you're actually busy with, then definitely it's much easier to say, I don't have time. Yeah. Like a person wakes up, uh, go to work, come back, go to bed, and that's it. And that's how, you know, the and the day is over. Uh, therefore, actually, uh, often I start with uh, my clients, uh, regardless of what we're going to improve. For example, nutrition. We start from uh, with, with tracking, tracking food. Uh, if um, uh, there is uh, not enough time for, let's say, I don't know, training, yeah, we start uh, tracking daily activities. If there is not enough time for recovery, we again start tracking uh, how exactly the day uh, looks like. So that would be uh, the ideal, you know, first to understand where you are at the moment. Because once uh, once you're aware uh when you really have a clear picture of what you are doing at the moment, then of course, uh, only after you can start changing it. You can't change what you uh, what you don't know about. Don't know. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, uh, it's it's all about uh, having the courage to to go in this direction once again. I think. And, um, but it, it can it can be it can be very scary. It can yeah, be very yeah, scary, course. you know, to to track time and finally finding out that you spend like up to three to four hours just scrolling on Instagram or yeah. watching um, YouTube videos. And um, I I had a few clients and that they literally cried uh, finding out that uh, they use their oh, like, the, so wa time. the waste time yeah this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it can be daunting. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But uh, once we, you know, regain power over those things, like we regain control over our lives, I think we're in a much better place to take care of ourselves. And uh, and the information really... is power. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I wanted to come back regarding your answer is uh, how our personality is often tied to you know, one areas of our life. Like, for example, I'm an athlete. So, like, of course, I have high expectations for myself and people expect me to be and to act in a certain way because I'm an athlete. 
And for me, it's very important. And I have to constantly remind myself that I'm not just an athlete. I'm not just mm -hmm. someone who is worth because mm -hmm. I'm able to race hard and produce results and performance. I'm many, many more things. And this happens okay. in particular when I'm injured and I cannot run. So like the purpose of what I do on a daily basis is goes out of the window basically because mm -hmm. you're not training, you feel like you don't have a purpose anymore. You're not yeah. racing. You're not like your life is, is cured up. And uh, to focus on all the other things that you are oftentimes is, uh, is not easy. Um, so that's another very interesting thing that I, I found about your answer. Um, I think a lot of times we, again, we set constraints or boundaries that are just in our mind and, once we understand them and uh, like we, I don't think we necessarily have to find a solution, but to understand these processes and this mental uh, dynamics, I think is, again, information is, uh, is power. So once we understand them better, we're in a much better place to make conscious decisions and, uh, really decide where we want to put our attention and our like the weight of our decisions and uh yeah just the things that we care about but interesting interesting what you say about identity because many people forget that there is um, much more than one identity we carry exactly. and that's that's why we actually have uh, so much uh, struggle to make changes in our life that's why we can't uh, quit our job because we're so much associate ourselves with uh, this position mm -hmm. and uh, so many people when you meet them they say i'm ceo or like i'm a founder of startup and that's it but also in the meantime you're a husband, a brother, a, um, a leader of community, probably, and uh, there is so many things, and therefore it's important, you know, to uh, to consider this uh, mastery element of uh, recovery and develop yourself in different directions and remind yourself that that you're good here, but you're also good here, there, and there, and that's that's what you will make you feel more fulfilled more accomplished and um i think much less discouraged when when something like injury happens because you understand that okay currently i can't train but i can devote my time to all these other things that uh, i'm i'm also good at yeah exactly digging a little deeper into the relationship um, between routines and uh, sports, uh, especially mm -hmm. in endurance sports. To me, it's very interesting to reflect on the fact that training often consists in repeating the same exercise or task over and over until we master mm -hmm. it or we get better. Like distance running, trail running, and all endurance sports are very repetitive activities. And... Like in the end, uh, the best athletes 
are often the best. Yeah, of course, it's because of their talent, but because they're very consistent. So I would like to better understand the relationship between consistency and uh, establishing routines in our lives for mm -hmm. success in sport. Mm -hmm. So when we speak about daily routines, it's probably also worth understanding that daily routines, the those, as I mentioned at the beginning, those that connect to our goals and those that help us to live like kind of an easier life. Yeah. And consistency, it's also um, another one that some people mixing up. So consistency isn't frequency. Yeah. So it's not about how often you do something, but how uh, good you are doing this regular. Yeah. And um, yeah. Uh, doing some things consistently consistently bringing us to the point that we don't do don't really think much about doing these things yeah so for example brushing teeth yeah you don't feel like uh, you you don't you don't uh, make a lot of thoughts about like shall I uh, brush my teeth today or probably tomorrow like I'm not in the mood to brush my teeth no you just wake up and um, go and brush your teeth and uh, you've been doing it probably well, many years and it also become uh, became your second nature and with all the routines that you work on on like on a regular basis on a consistent basis they all become your uh, second nature whether it's uh, do grocery shopping and meal prepping on sunday or switching your phone um, switching your phone off uh, two hours before bed it becomes part of your daily life and it feels safe. It feel, it feels good. And you like feel more in the comfortable zone when you do it. But it's worth also mentioning that if we speak about the correlation between consistency and success, uh, then we also should mention uh, progress tracking because doing something consistently and doesn't bring us any guarantee that we can become become better or achieve what is desired and unless we bring awareness to what we do unless we become mindful therefore i would uh, always recommend my clients to follow a habit tracker you know to do a weekly reflection and to keep asking themselves like what was my big achi biggest achievement uh this week what uh, didn't go as planned what could i do differently uh, what did i learn about myself and only after collecting this information you can work work it out and then apply it in a different way so that's how i think consistency um, uh, connects to success only together with the um, with more awareness, uh, mindfulness, which uh, includes uh, tracking, progress tracking. So it's like basically consistency combined with our ability to constantly readjust the target and uh, the purpose and the way the the way we do things, basically, not just True. you know stubbornly repeating routines or things over and over yeah yeah but like really asking ourselves how are we doing it and why 
and uh, like what progress has whatever we do brought yeah. to 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 our lives or to whatever goal we may have. Correct. I mean, like it's also always uh, good to ask yourself, like, what does show me that I'm closer to my goal? Yeah. And what metrics do you usually use in in order to understand that you're become you're you're becoming better? Yeah. Um, a lot of people they took their uh, they take this outcome goal like uh, participation in an event, and then they measure if they if they're good or they're worse. But there is so much happening in our daily life that also can help us to improve and moving slowly but steadily up. Yeah, um, this is very interesting because I think a lot of times we make the mistake to think that progress is linear and uh, mm. only tied to one variable. So, for example, when it comes to training, you know, you cannot expect that your that the times that you run during training improve every single week no, in a linear way. We improve in many directions and in many areas of our life. Uh, even when it comes to training, you know, there is not just progress that comes from running faster a given distance, but it can be progress in, in many ways. And a lot of times we make the mistake to think that progress is linear, linear while mm -hmm. it's not. Like it's it has a lot of up and downs. It's got plateaus. Yeah, it's, okay. it's got periods mm -hmm. of stagnation. And it's hard to, you know, stay focused and keep the motivation and not lose sight of our goal during those times when things are not really improving the way we expect. Um, totally. So that there is also this challenge, I think. Interestingly, there are so many people, you know, they think the harder they train, the better they become. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and. <laughs> probably you know it and that's actually yeah. another thing like they I, I literally had a few clients who like we want to train seven times uh, seven days a week and uh like do it like a few hours a day and that's it you know no attention to anything else but training and then still they, they see there is no prog progress coming they see they're not getting uh better but they also not willing to change anything they don't believe you know that anything else uh can, can help that but you know training harder and harder and that's also a very um interesting thing to, when uh, when you think about it is that many people you know they're they live in a bubble they they're sure that what they do at the moment is the best yeah, yeah. and step right and step left won't really help much uh, and they have their own idea of uh, how to improve their performance. But sometimes that's very essential, you know, just to rely on, on an expert, you know, on a professional who has the knowledge, who has the experience to guide you and to show you there are so many other ways, you know, how you can improve. And this, um, you know, to be brave enough, probably even sometimes, you know, to step back and say, okay, I need to slow down in order after, you know, in order to speed up. So, yeah. 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 I think uh, oftentimes the cost, the mental cost of change is greater than 
trying harder. So we rely so much on our own motivation and strength without understanding that motivation is is limited. Like you can't get anywhere you want just because you want you can try harder and you're willing to go harder than any, anyone else. Like everyone is mm -hmm. putting in hard work and everyone is yeah. is trying to be consistent. I think there needs to be other ways of uh of thinking and uh other strategies to to get to the same results. Uh, that is probably closer to what we need, who we are, our well-being, our again, uh self-love. I don't know how to describe it. But don't you find it it's it isn't easy to handle everything on your own. When when you are the only person you can share your thoughts and mm -hmm. ideas. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. I I notice so often that only you know, not even with clients, you know, just like by talking to people, either doing a discovery call or uh, doing some other calls, um, I notice that people tell me, uh, I help them just because I listen to them and mm -hmm. they be able, you know, I created oh, yeah. a safe environment and they be able to speak up, you know, to share what uh, worries them only you know talking to another person and if it's not a, usually it's not a friend it's not yeah. a partner at some point you know but the professional talking to a professional about what worries you your pain points you know your goals and ideas already this can help a lot definitely yeah i found it so useful this is the reason why i work with a, a coach for for mm -hmm. my training and why i also have a, a therapist uh, sort of we can call yeah. it a psychologist or a mental coach or whatever but just someone i can really talk to and uh you know fully express myself without constraints and without totally. thinking about the consequences or without hiding any aspect of my personality it really mm -hmm. really helps me empty myself uh, understand who i am feel less alone it's mm -hmm. it's been a life-changing thing for sure yeah good for you you're a brave person you know <laughs> and again you're a man for men it's not as easy for women uh statistics show that still you know there are so many men that uh don't trust uh, therapy and they don't yeah. uh, enter this field which is yeah. very sad because um it's it's indeed it, it's a, a game changer yeah yeah it's it's for sure, not a sign of weakness. Uh, on the contrary, no, no. is yeah. a is a great sign of courage. I think, um, and it 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 does make a difference. Cool. Um, okay, so maybe going towards the end of our conversation, I think we touched a lot of uh, very interesting topics, and I hope our audience uh, will be you know interested in learning more. Um. Maybe you want to talk about motivation. Yeah, sure. Um, the relationship, it's something that I mentioned before. Um, yeah. The relationship between routines and motivation. Uh, I mentioned that I think motivation is, is something 
is a very powerful strength, but not something that we can rely on too much no, or like not, not all the time. And like, how does motivation position itself mm-hmm. with respect in respect of routines and you know working towards a goal how much should we rely on motivation and how much we shouldn't yeah i, I totally agree with you i personally never rely on motivation and i think that because uh, we all know that motivation have a tendency to disappear i believe in meaningful goals in consistent actions, daily routines, and ability to adjust, which is, which implies the right mindset. And I think these four, they're very powerful in order to achieve the success you desire. Now, meaningful goals, uh, those are the goals that connected to your life priorities, uh, life values, uh, basically those that are very clear to you why why you want to go there daily daily routines uh those which are which designed for you considering your day-to-day real life and uh, those that help you slowly but steadily improve and uh, again come where you want to be and ability to adjust is, I think it's one of the most powerful things uh, that because life happens and uh, there are plenty of things uh, happen which we can't control. Yeah. And um, the only uh, we can do at this moment, adjust and move on. For example, um, as you know, we moved from Turkey to Germany and it was a massive move i mean we moved the entire house so furniture uh, kitchen paintings deco everything so it took us like one week to pack everything in turkey then we moved uh here to germany spent some time in the apartment until tr- the track came with all our stuff and then it took us uh two weeks more in order to unpack and uh, settle everything down you know bring the house in order and it would be so stupid from our side not to prioritize unpacking and bringing the house in order and prioritize for example training and work yeah in this case we wouldn't ever be able to sort this mess out in the house yeah. and therefore at this moment of course you always need to understand like what important what is important at the moment yeah what is uh what is the thing you have to focus on and uh, this ability to adjust is uh, something that uh, can help to avoid uh, can help you know to to deal with um, those days when there is there is no motivation yeah i also think that um Good routines prevail on motivation oftentimes. So like, like I, I'm definitely not motivated to, you know, train hard or train yeah. smart or well every day. Yeah. But I built this routine that I go out anyway and get the work done. So in this sense, I think routines prevail motivation and allow me to get closer to my goal or to you know what what i'm supposed to do or where where i want to get so yeah i think from this little example we can understand that 
the power of routines over motivation or blaming ourselves for not doing something. Yeah. Uh, if we set just, up good routines yeah. and good habits, I think it's it's yeah. just so much easier to achieve what we want. But there is so much more um, in in this. Um, I build these routines. Yeah, mm -hmm. there is also probably a supportive environment that you build. Yeah, so you. I just I'm guessing, yeah, you prepare your outfit uh, beforehand, uh, you know where you need to eat, you know how to cook or someone cooks for you. Uh, you know, there is so much more uh, included into this. There is, uh, the, you know, creating a daily routine, it's... Uh, it's also, you know, some sometimes asking for help, you know, like delegating, you know, some tasks to to someone, which is also fine. It's uh, it's it's totally, you know, especially it depends on how you put it. There is so much help that uh, family and friends are ready to provide you with, especially when you when they know that um, you are currently preparing for a for a big thing, you know, for a big. Uh, competition and they want to be part of your success yeah they they that's why they're happy to help or it's one of the reasons of course they're also happy to help just because you're 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 you and uh, they just love you as you are but it's also cool you know to give people an opportunity you know to become part of someone's success you of know course. to yeah. do something meaningful Therefore, asking for help and creating a supportive environment is something uh, that's very beneficial. Yeah, yeah. I also wanted to highlight uh, the fact that we thrive or we, we just feel better about ourselves when we feel like we have a purpose. Like, I think when we don't feel like what we're doing is useful to someone or to ourselves. It's very difficult to, you know, keep doing that task or to to progress. But if we feel like what we do is beneficial to ourselves or to someone else, that has a purpose, that has a value for someone. It's mm -hmm. much easier. It's it's much better. It's, is probably one of the essence as human beings uh, of our lives. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. So final question. And uh, of course, you if you want to add any thoughts, uh, feel free to do it. Just a few tips for designing an optimal routine uh, as athletes, as amateur athletes, as people who maybe have a job, have a family, have many, many things to deal with, but still care about running, training, performance, and just, mm -hmm. you know, living a happy life and caring yeah. about herself. <laughs> yeah. I would say... Uh, to design an ideal routine for you, uh, it would make sense, you know, to start from a clear goal. Uh, 
to understand uh, why actually you need uh, this routine, uh, what it will help you with, uh, what's your eventual uh, idea, like what you want to uh, take out of it. Uh, then uh, to think small. So whatever action you are, you think about, uh, try to shrink it. Mm -hmm. The smaller the action, the better you will feel. So you won't uh, feel overwhelmed, but at the same time doing this action, you will feel accomplishment, satisfaction, and um, it will help you, it will motivate you to continue. So very small actions. Let's say uh, you want to improve your nutrition um, and you don't know where to begin with. Um, let's start from uh, eating a little bit more protein. Yeah, because in the most cases, people don't eat enough protein. A lot of uh, studies uh, show it. Or let's start from eating um, a feast of vegetables uh, to the meals. Again, it's actually um, very good advice uh, for those who want to uh, reduce something or like to stop eating something like sugar, sugar, sweets. So I would always recommend instead instead of uh, trying to stop doing some something, start doing another thing. Yeah. So in, instead of uh, stop eating sugar, uh, start eating uh, protein and vegetables to your meals. It's just one of the tips. So think small and uh, try to uh, implement as uh, smaller actions as possible on a daily basis. Then embrace the suck. At the very beginning, uh, it will it will always be like, gosh, I can't do it. Or yeah. no, again, I missed the, the day and uh, whatever else, you know, or you realize that it was the wrong action. Yeah, you picked the wrong action. Probably you need another one or probably there was the wrong goal. It also can happen. So whatever goes wrong, it's fine. It's totally part of the journey. Yeah. So don't beat up yourself. Don't about feel like it. a failure. <laughs> no, no, never. And again, you know, at the very beginning, we all struggle. I mean, I, I still don't understand, you know, those people who like, I'm bad at this, like they start doing a new thing and they complain that they're bad at doing it. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's always like part of our nature. Yeah, when we start doing something, we're usually bad at it. So why shall we complain? <laughs> um, yeah. And get patient. It will take time. Uh, creating a daily routine, it's just like it disco discovering finally what works for you, what doesn't work. Constantly, you're not doing fine-tuning. It will take up to a few weeks to, to a year, and it's totally fine. Again, it's not your mistake that you're, like, uh, again, a failure or you're different. Yeah, indeed, you are different. We're all different, and we all require different time in order to come to the point where we want to be. So please, yeah, be patient and um, don't try to rush. I mean, when we try to rush, usually with the... And we don't uh, achieve uh, the right result. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, coming back from an injury. If you if you try to run too soon, you end up getting injured again and uh, not being back to what you love. <laughs> so, That's true. And the, think, and the last yeah. one, probably yeah. in, the, in this list, um, track your progress. I mm -hmm. think it's the one that will keep you motivated, keep you uh, moving on. Again, yeah, is if it's um, um, 
if you see all these notes about uh, what you what you've been doing, where you are now, you will be be able to compare. And it's always a good thing, you know, to do on hard days, on days when you feel discouraged, demotivated, to come back to those notes. Like, ah, okay, so that's where I started, and uh, that's where I'm now. And probably, you know, I'm not far from where I'm started, but I am still, you know, I'm, I'm moving, you know, that direction where I want to be. Um, so writing down, uh, jotting down your, your thoughts, uh, doing journaling, uh, doing reflections. Uh, that's what I do with my clients. And I find it so powerful. Very good. So uh, set challenging, but achievable goals. Give yourself time, be kind to yourself, embrace the mess or the suck, don't feel like a failure. Yeah. All these things. Um yeah. just for like a final reminder that is also really useful for me. <laughs> Not just as an <laughs> athlete, as a person, as a as a human being. I'll get it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Um maybe to wrap up our conversation how can people get in touch with you uh where can they find you they find me on uh, instagram uh which is amelina.health i will uh, make sure to include your contacts in the show notes yeah, of course the my my website which is uh, which sounds the same www.amelina.health and um uh my linkedin uh ola amelina i'm also there awesome yeah okay so to anyone who maybe is curious to learn more or is you know interested in getting in touch with olga please do um very very much suggested thank you again for being here today and uh we hope you thank enjoyed you. this been episode. my pleasure been awesome. my pleasure thank thank you for inviting yeah thanks. thank you so much for listening to our great interview today if you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting us with a rating and a review in your podcast player or by sharing it on social media, tagging me and Vertron. We would really appreciate that. If you haven't already downloaded the Vertron app, I encourage you to do so. There, you can connect for free with our trail runners of all levels in the Vertron community in our in-app groups. You can stay in trail shape with our free workout videos and get affordable coaching for your next running goal for only $25 a month. Thanks again for being here today. Until next time, I'm Francesco Puppi. Thank you for listening to Running Long. <laughs>